This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning. This is WMBF First News. It is 53 degrees in downtown Binghamton on this Tuesday, June 28th. I'm James Kelly. Binghamton police are investigating a person's death after a body was discovered near the Rock Bottom Dam. City Police Detective Captain Corey Miner on Monday confirmed that a body was found in the area of the dam over the weekend. He said the discovery was reported Saturday evening. Miner declined to provide further information about the case, including how police were notified. Although the death is under investigation, he indicated there was no immediate indication of foul play and would not say whether police had positively identified the body or whether the person had been reported missing. Prosecutors say a Broome County registered sex offender has been sentenced to state prison for failing to provide a change of address to authorities. According to a news release from the district attorney's office, 32-year-old Kyle Finch of Binghamton pleaded guilty to failure to register as a second offense, a felony. Authorities say Finch lived in the city of Binghamton from July 2019 to May 2021 while failing to register his new address with police as required by state law. A Tompkins County man pled guilty on two counts of sexual exploitation of a child. Authorities say Romanu Phillips of Ithaca, New York, faces at least 15 years and up to 60 years of imprisonment on the charges after admitting to videotaping two separate incidents and transferring them to his desktop computer. A Troy man pled guilty to illegally possessing a stolen firearm and fentanyl-laced pills. Authorities say Alex Mahoney-Wilkes of Troy, New York, attempted to leave a residence with a stolen pistol and a quantity of fentanyl-laced pills, which he intended to sell. A prior felony conviction prevented Mahoney-Wilkes from legally possessing the pistol, and he faces up to 20 years in prison. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office announced that Zemil Muj. Mujanovic of Meredith, New York, was arrested for failing to surrender several long guns to sheriff's deputies in accordance with a family court order of protection. Sheriff's deputies determined that Mujanovic was in possession of seven long guns, and he was arrested and charged with criminal contempt in the second degree and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office also announced that last week a Bronx man was arrested for driving while intoxicated after deputies responded to a one-car property damage motor vehicle accident in the town of Andes. Authorities say Sasha Katus was arrested and charged with one count of driving while intoxicated and one count of driving with a BAC over 0.08% or greater. Both misdemeanors. He was also issued tickets for failing to keep right, operating a motor vehicle while on a mobile phone, and operating a vehicle without a seatbelt. The Cortland County Sheriff's Office is requesting public assistance in investigating a grand larceny of copper wiring that occurred at the National Grid substation on Route 11 in the town of Cortlandville between June 23rd and June 27th. Anyone who may have information regarding this incident is asked to call 607-758-5583. An Oneonta man was arrested last week in the town of Davenport. Authorities say police responded to a domestic dispute call and determined upon arrival that Sean Parks had an active warrant for his arrest for failure to appear in court to answer a pending charge of petite larceny. Parks was arrested and transported to the Oneonta Police Department. 
Governor Kathy Hochul announced on Monday that she had appointed Colin Ahern as the first ever chief cyber officer in New York. Ahern is a leading expert in cybersecurity, cyber resilience, and intelligence with cybersecurity experience in the military, government, and private sector. Governor Hochul also announced a budget investment of $30 million for local governments to acquire and deploy high-quality cybersecurity services. Authorities say New York State troopers were able to pull a dog out of a culvert pipe in the town of Conklin yesterday. Troopers Jimmy Rassifone and Anna Reynes were sent to check on a report of a canine stuck in a pipe and learned the golden retriever had been missing for several days before being found in an underground spot. The troopers tied a rope to the dog's leash and crawled about 15 feet into the pipe before finding the dog and pulling her to safety. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. News Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 610 on your Tuesday morning, and we have no reports of any traffic trouble at this time. It's a pleasant ride in if you have to be up at this hour. If you see something, you can always contact us on the WNBF traffic tip line, 607-772-1290. We'll let everyone know with traffic and weather together four times an hour. We'll try to keep you out of a jam on this Tuesday. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. It's looking like a beautiful, beautiful summer day around the Twin Tiers. Mostly sunny, high 74. Tonight, mainly clear, patchy fog forming, low 52. Mostly sunny tomorrow, high 82. Then sunny Thursday, high 85. Right now, it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio, WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. Bob Joseph in Studio One. James Kelly in the WNBF News Center this morning in for Kathy White. We've got all the information you need to start your Tuesday. A lot going on. We, of course, will bring you whatever news happens around the Binghamton area today on air at 1290 a.m. and 92.1 FM, streaming live online at WNBF.com. And remember, you can always be connected with your favorite information source with the WNBF app. If you have the app on your phone, you'll be connected with us wherever you go, whether you're Right around the Binghamton area, we're traveling around the country this summer. Be able to keep tabs on what we're up to with the WNBF app. 612 on a Tuesday morning. And coming up today on First News Binghamton, we'll have a sports update. Let you know how the Yankees did. We'll also have a preview of what's going on with the Rumble Ponies. More excitement for Binghamton coming up including something special at the stadium downtown. Also coming up on First News Binghamton, we have some money news from ABC's Jim Ryan. And in about eight minutes, Dr. Sanjay Gupta with a better life. Are you feeling depressed? Well, sometimes it's tough to get motivated. Dr. Gupta will be talking about that this morning. All that and more on First News Binghamton. Good morning. You're listening to News Radio WNBF. And WNBF.com, WNBF News Time, 613. Are you uninsured? 
Good morning. It's 6.15 on WNBF. It's sports time with James Kelly. The New York Yankees beat the Oakland Athletics last night by a score of 9-5 to and another massive comeback win. Jordan Montgomery pitched six and two-thirds innings and gave up five runs all in the third inning. The Yankees' offense exploded for six runs in the seventh inning, including a bases-loaded catcher's interference call for Giancarlo Stanton. Josh Donaldson hit a two-run double in the seventh to give the Yankees the lead and the eventual win, and Anthony Rizzo contributed with a home run in the first inning. Aaron Judge, Marwin Gonzalez, and Jose Trevino also chipped in with RBIs and recently reacquired Albert Abreu through two and one-thirds innings of scoreless relief and was rewarded with a win. Twelve members of the Los Angeles Angels and Seattle Mariners received suspensions as a result of a benches-clearing brawl in Sunday's game. Angels manager and former Yankees third base coach Phil Nevin received a 10-game suspension for his role in the brawl, and Jesse Winker, J.P. Crawford, Julio Rodriguez were among the notable players to receive suspension. Injured Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon also received a five-game suspension, which will be served when he returns to action next season. Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving announced that he will be opting into his $36.5 million option for next season, despite rumors that the Los Angeles Lakers had expressed interest in a sign-in trade. Irving is no longer eligible for a sign-in trade after opting in and will be a member of the Nets next season. Irving played in just 29 regular season games last season due to his COVID-19 vaccination status, but averaged 27.4 points per game. Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder has reportedly not accepted a subpoena from the U.S. House Oversight Committee, which is investigating claims of a toxic work culture. A spokesperson for Snyder stated that he is not refusing to appear for deposition, but that his attorney will be out of the country on the only date the committee offered for the deposition. And former all NFL All-Pro running backs Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have reportedly agreed to contracts for a heavyweight boxing match on July 30th in Los Angeles. And for the Rumble Ponies, Max Scherzer will be in action tonight. Unfortunately, the Rumble Ponies are on the road, but Morabito Stadium will be hosting a watch party where you can watch Mad Max pitch. I would be there, but unfortunately I have uh, a conflict. I have a conflict. I'll be there in spirit. Although, I'll tell you what, now that I think about it, let me, I'm trying to uh, plan my schedule. So I have a conflict at 6, but I might be available say at 8.30. Maybe I'll show up for the final three innings of the watch party. Yeah, I mean, cheap, cheap beer, two for oh, I'm two not, for Tuesday. I'm not there for that. James, James, James. That's No, of course not. you got to work at 6 a.m. tomorrow. It, well, exactly. You know, it's not like it's not like it's a party every night in Binghamton, as much as I wish. You know, I used to hang out on State Street all the time, but now, now I hang out on State Street just during the daytime when nobody's around. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been here for a month, and I'm still trying to find where all the Binghamton parties are. Can't oh. do it. Can't find them. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll point you in the right direction in the coming days. James Kelly with sports, and we'll have another sports update coming up at about six forty-five here on News Radio WNBF. It is Tuesday morning. Hey, we're a week into summer. I was just thinking last Tuesday at about five. 13 or 514 summer started now we're a week into it which means by the way james we're a week closer to winter it's too hot <laughs> it was too hot yesterday now it's refreshing no now today, today. is good today, but this week it's going to be like high 80s again and that's just you know i'm irish it doesn't work for me <laughs> you'll get used to it 
someday. WNBF News Time 619. Money News with Jim Ryan coming up. Susan. First News Binghamton, 620. Time for money news. A wobbly trading day ended with stocks lower to start the week. The Dow Jones lost 62 points, landing at 31,438. The S&P finished down three-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite gave up seven-tenths. Staffing shortages and bad weather had U.S. airlines canceling more than 700 flights and delaying hundreds more on Monday. Already today, more than 400 flights have been scrapped, according to FlightAware. A shaky U.S. economy couldn't quell demand for sneakers and sportswear in the fiscal fourth quarter. Nike beat Wall Street's expectations. The company does expect challenges like higher transportation costs and longer shipping times to persist throughout the rest of this year. So if you haven't visited California's Great America Amusement Park, opened in 1976, you have about 11 years to do so. The owners have sold the 112 acres beneath the park to a real estate investment firm, which will close Great America at the end of the current lease. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And Wall Street futures right now looking positive. About three hours before trade begins in the United States, Dow futures are up 158 and NASDAQ futures are up. 42. Coming up next here on WNBF, Dr. Sanjay Gupta with A Better Life. Also coming up in about 30 minutes, your Tuesday Tech Report with Kim Commando, who points out that the crypto meltdown is nowhere near the bottom. All that and more information on First News Binghamton. You're in. Six twenty-three. Time now for the doctor, sponsored by UHS. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. If you're feeling depressed, it can be really hard to get motivated to get up and to go work out. But it almost always does the trick, right? I want to tell you about this important new study that looked at the association between physical activity and risk of depression. Researchers in the UK analyzed data on nearly 200,000 people and found that even small doses of physical activity, such as brisk walking, may substantially lower the risk of depression. The people who saw the most benefit were the ones who were the most sedentary, who started getting some amount of exercise. But the more the better. Here in the United States, the CDC recommends all adults get at least two and a half hours of moderate activity or 75 minutes of vigorous activity every week, plus strength training and stretching a few times a week. It doesn't just ward off depression, but it can also ward off heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. You know when you see a great deal on the phone and then you find out it's not for you? Not at Verizon. They just gave us all a new iPhone 13. So we both got the same great deal. Yep. Get iPhone 13 on us with select trade-in and 5G unlimited plans for every customer, current, new, everyone, to show the love. Only from Verizon. $799.99, 128 gigabytes only, device payment purchase with new or upgrade smartphone line required. Less up to $800 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. 0% APR. Trade-in conditions apply. If you're in healthcare, you know the power of data. At NRC Health, we know data isn't enough. Going beyond data to genuinely connect with each person is what really matters. That's the power of human understanding. At NRC Health, harnessing that power is everything. 
helping you improve care for everyone. It's the secret ingredient for the smartest healthcare systems. Go deeper at nrchealth.com. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, sponsored by UHS. WNBF News Time, 625. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And top of the morning to you, Tuesday, a rather normal start based on the reports we're hearing, or in this case not hearing, from local police agencies. No indication from the authorities or from listeners like yourself that there are any delays or crashes on roadways in Broome, Tioga, and surrounding counties. If something pops up and we find out about it, you'll be the second to know. With a traffic bulletin here on First News Binghamton. Now the forecast could be the most perfect summer day so far this season. Mostly sunny today, high 74, mainly clear tonight, low 52. Some patchy fog tomorrow morning. Otherwise, tomorrow mostly sunny, high 82. Then Thursday, sunny, high 85. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio. WNBF News Time 626. Coming up, entertainment news from ABC. Individual. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Indeed, you're likely to hear that in about two minutes when we have a live update from the WNBF News Center. Right now, though, it's time for entertainment with Jason Nathanson. Entertainment News. True crime podcast fans, it's your lucky day. Only Murders in the Building is back today for season two. Someone's trying to frame this. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez once again on the case. And the season starts with their characters being interrogated by police. So I asked in real life, who would be the first to flip on the other? As soon as I saw the police coming toward me, I'd go, Marty Short. (laughs) The first two episodes of season two of Only Murders in the Building are out now on Hulu. The music charts dripping with Drake. Gotta throw a party for my day ones. The rapper rules Billboard's album and single charts. His album, Honestly Nevermind, debuts atop the Billboard 200, his 11th number one album. And the song Jimmy Cooks tops the Billboard Hot 100, also his 11th number one. He's the first solo male star to simultaneously debut atop both charts twice. HBO says filming is underway on season four of Succession. You don't expect to see it until next year. And Oscar-winning actress Kathy Bates is 74 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Happy birthday to Kathy, and happy birthday to you if you choose to celebrate. Maybe you'll celebrate tonight at the big watch party at the uh, Rumble Ponies home. Of course, uh, Rumble Ponies will be on the road, but still, you'll be able to see Max Scherzer on the big screen tonight. If you celebrate at the stadium tonight, please. Celebrate responsibly. WNBF News Time 629. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning. You're listening to WNBF. It is 630 on this Tuesday, June 28th. It's 54 degrees in downtown Binghamton. I'm James Kelly. 
Binghamton police are investigating a person's death after a body was discovered near the Rock Bottom Dam. City Police Detective Captain Corey Miner on Monday confirmed that a body was found in the area of the dam over the weekend. He said the discovery was reported Saturday evening. Miner declined to provide further information about the case, including how police were notified. Although the death is under investigation, he indicated there was no immediate indication of foul play. Miner would not say whether the police have positively identified the body or whether the person had been reported missing. Prosecutors say a Broome County registered sex offender has been sentenced to state prison for failing to provide a change of address to authorities. According to a news release from the district attorney's office, 32-year-old Kyle Finch of Binghamton pleaded guilty to failure to register as a second offense, which is a felony. Authorities say Finch lived in the city of Binghamton from July 2019 to May 2021 while failing to register his new address with police as required by state law. A Tompkins County man pled guilty on two counts of sexual exploitation of a child. Authorities say Romano Phillips of Ithaca, New York, faces at least 15 years and up to 60 years imprisonment on the charges after admitting to videotaping two separate incidents and transferring them to his desktop computer, which was later seized by law enforcement. A Troy man pled guilty to illegally possessing a stolen firearm and fentanyl-laced pills. Authorities say Alex Mahoney-Wilkes of Troy, New York, attempted to leave a residence with a stolen pistol and a quantity of fentanyl-laced pills, which he intended to sell. A prior felony conviction prevented Mahoney-Wilkes from legally possessing the pistol, and he faces up to 20 years in prison. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office announced that Zamil Mujanovic of Meredith, New York, was arrested for failing to surrender several long guns to sheriff's deputies in accordance with a family court order of protection. Sheriff's deputies determined that Mujanovic was in possession of seven long guns, and he was arrested and charged with criminal contempt in the second degree and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. The Delaware County Sheriff also announced that last week a Bronx man was arrested for driving while intoxicated after deputies responded to a one-car property damage motor vehicle accident in the town of Andes. Authorities say Sasha Cadis was arrested and charged with one count of driving while intoxicated and one count of driving with a BAC of 0.08% or greater, both misdemeanors. He was also issued tickets for failing to keep right, operating a motor vehicle while on a mobile phone, and operating a vehicle without wearing a seatbelt. The Cortland County Sheriff's Office is requesting public assistance in investigating a grand larceny of copper wiring that occurred at the National Grid substation on Route 11 in the town of Cortlandville between June 23rd and June 27th. Anyone who may have information regarding this incident is asked to call 607-758-5583. An Oneonta man was arrested last week at the town of Davenport. Authorities say police responded to a domestic dispute call and determined upon arrival that Sean Parks had an active warrant for his arrest for failure to appear in court to answer a pending charge of petite larceny. Parks was arrested and transported to the Oneonta Police Department. Governor Kathy Hochul announced on Monday that she had appointed Colin Ahern as the first ever chief cyber officer in New York. Ahern is a leading expert in cybersecurity, cyber resilience, and intelligence with cybersecurity experience in the military, government, and private sector. Governor Hochul also announced a budget investment of $30 million for local governments to acquire and deploy high-quality cybersecurity services. Authorities say New York State troopers were able to pull a dog out of a culvert pipe in the town of Conklin. Troopers Jimmy Rassifone and Anna Reynes were sent to check on a report of a canine stuck in a pipe and learned the golden retriever had been missing for several days before being found in an underground spot. 
The troopers tied a rope to the dog's leash, crawled about 15 feet into the pipe before finding the dog and pulling her to safety. 634, you're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Good morning. Today is primary day in New York State. The polls are open. They opened 37 minutes ago. So you might want to get there early to beat the rush. It's probably going to be complete madness at polling places around New York State. Obviously, I'm kidding. Turnout today expected to be very light. Of course, there are the um, big primaries for governor. There are three candidates seeking the Democratic nomination and four candidates seeking the Republican nomination. So the polls in New York State are open. There also are some local races as well. We have some details about the um, primary election affecting Broome County residents on our website, WNBF.com. And also part of that story is uh, a link to your polling place. And you might want to check that out because the Broome County Board of Elections says they have moved to a consolidated polling place arrangement for today and also for the primaries coming up in August. This is going to be confusing to some because we've got primaries today for things like uh, the governor's office, governor's race, and also for state assembly districts. But then in August, there will be a separate primary day for state senate districts and congressional districts. Now, today, the turnout is expected to be very light. And trust me, the August primary will have even lighter turnout because who really thinks of voting in August. Anyway, we have some details about the primary today on our website, WNBF.com. WNBF News Time, 639. Hi, folks. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBS 640 and no serious traffic issues to report at this time around the Twin Tiers. Everything is going well so far on your Tuesday morning. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service today shaping up to be beautiful, mostly sunny, high 74, much more pleasant than yesterday and humidity is lower than yesterday, so I think you'll like what you uh, experience when you head out the door this morning. Now, tonight, mainly clear, some patchy fog forming overnight, low 52, mostly sunny tomorrow, high 82, and sunny on Thursday, high 85. Right now, in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio, WNBF News Time 641, coming up today. Oh, so much to talk about. One of the things that surprised me, I was stunned to hear that the January 6th commission or the committee in Washington is going to have a bonus hearing, a special hearing coming up today. And it's going to be fascinating. They are promising new testimony, new information, and potentially new excitement as they try to figure out precisely what happened on January 6th. So I guess it's a bonus. I guess they're providing this to the American people this afternoon at no additional cost. So we will find out 
uh, who actually testifies. Maybe it's only one person. They have not announced who will be providing testimony today at the um, bonus January 6th investigation hearing. I believe it will start around 1 this afternoon. But they claim to have some new information, and I think we'll probably talk a bit about that on our talk show today, as well as a few other things, local stories as well from 8 to 10 on Binghamton Now. Look forward to hearing from you. WNBF News Time 642. First News Binghamton on this Tuesday. Coming up, James Kelly with sports. First. News Radio 1290 WNBF. 6.45 at WNBF Sports Time with James Kelly. The New York Yankees beat the Oakland Athletics last night by a score of 9-5 to and another massive comeback win. Jordan Montgomery pitched six and two-thirds innings and gave up five runs, all of which came in the third inning. The Yankees' offense exploded for six runs in the seventh inning, including a bases-loaded catcher's interference call for Giancarlo Stanton. Josh Donaldson hit a two-run double in the seventh to give the Yankees the lead and the eventual win, and Anthony Rizzo contributed with a home run in the first inning. Aaron Judge, Marvin Gonzalez, and Jose Trevino also chipped in RBIs and recently reacquired Albert Abreu through two and one-thirds innings of scoreless relief and was rewarded with a win. Twelve members of the Los Angeles Angels and Seattle Mariners received suspensions as a result of a benches-clearing brawl in Sunday's game. Angels manager and former Yankees third base coach Phil Nevin received a 10-game suspension for his role in the brawl, and Jesse Winker, J.P. Crawford, and Julio Rodriguez were among the notable players to receive suspensions as well. Injured Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon also received a five-game suspension, which will be served when he returns to action next season. The Rumble Ponies are on the road tonight for Max Scherzer's second rehab start with the team, but fans can still watch together at Moravido Stadium's watch party. Gates open at 6.05 for the 7.05 first pitch, and if you can't make it to the stadium, you can listen to the game here on WMBF or on the WMBF app with the pregame starting at 6.50. Scherzer's start last week resulted in a record crowd at Moravido Stadium. Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving announced that he will be opting in to his $36.5 million option for next season, despite rumors that the Los Angeles Lakers had expressed interest in a sign-and-trade. Irving is no longer eligible for a sign-and-trade and will be a member of the next, next season. Irving played in just 29 regular season games last year due to his COVID-19 vaccination status, but averaged 27.4 points per game. Washington Commander's owner Dan Snyder has reportedly not accepted a subpoena from the U.S. House Oversight Committee, which is investigating claims of a toxic work culture. A spokesperson for Snyder stated that he is not refusing to appear for deposition, but that his attorney will be out of the country on the only date the committee offered for the deposition. And former NFL All-Pro running backs Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have reportedly agreed to contracts for a heavyweight boxing match on July 30th in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's the excuse I always use. My attorney is out of the country on the day you want to see me. Yeah, just weird timing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go figure. Well, I guess the attorney for Dan Snyder probably has the kind of money where he can just spend an entire summer in some foreign country. And just be yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. felt like doing it this year. Do you know when the next meeting of the Dan Snyder fan club will be held? Mm, I'm going to say <laughs> two weeks after the next Tuesday of never. Thank you. Yes, I was going to say, or as as I used to say, it'll be a cold day in Hackensack. 
Yeah, or no, Ramapo. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. Nah. Anytime soon. I'm not sure he has any real supporters left. Yeah, I don't know. Especially because the team is bad. It's a bad team. Well, so even people who will write off all that other stuff are going to say, well, well, they also lost a lot of games this year. So well, and the other thing is they can keep renaming it. It's still the Washington Football Team to me, mm-hmm. and. I thought they should have kept it. That was, that was quite a scam that they sold two years' worth of Washington <laughs> football team merch. And I was like, oh, yeah, now we're a new team, so you guys got to buy all new buy, stuff again. Really? And yeah, then, we got you. <laughs> really? And for 2025, we'll have a new, better name. Yeah. You know, change your name every two or three years. At least, at least that gives me something to look forward to. All right, James Kelly back with more sports at 7.15 right here on First News Binghamton at 6.49. Coming up, we'll have some money news. And then Kim Commando says the crypto meltdown is nowhere near the bottom. What are the top? Six fifty one at News Radio WNBF, and some money news now on this Tuesday morning. First off, things are looking positive so far. So we uh, look ahead to trading on Wall Street on this Tuesday. Dow futures are up one seventy four. Nasdaq futures up fifty three. Global stocks are mostly higher after a wobbly Monday on Wall Street. Oil prices extended gains while U.S. futures, as we mentioned, have been surging. Declines in technology and communication stocks and in several big retailers and travel-related companies weighed on the market. Stocks closed out last week with some solid gains, and the S&P 500 had its best day in two years on Friday. Leaders of the world's wealthiest democracies have struck a united stance to support Ukraine for as long as necessary as Russia's invasion grinds on. They say they'll explore far-reaching steps to cap Kremlin income from oil sales that are financing the war. The final statement from the Group of Seven sets up more discussion in the weeks ahead to explore measures to bar import of Russian oil above a certain level. Facebook and Instagram have begun removing posts that offer abortion pills to women who may not be able to access them following a Supreme Court decision that stripped away constitutional protections for the procedure. Memes and status updates explained how women could legally get abortion pills in the mail. Some even offered to mail the prescriptions to women living in a state that has banned the procedure. Facebook and Instagram responded by removing some of those posts. And that's the latest business news for you on this Tuesday morning from News Radio, WNBF News Time 653. Time now for Tuesday's tech update from Kim Commando. Whether you're invested or just watching from the sidelines, brace yourself. The crypto meltdown is nowhere near the bottom. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com slash 55 today. Yesterday, the prominent crypto hedge fund, Three Arrows Capital, defaulted on its $670 million loan. Last year, this company's owner predicted that today's Bitcoin would be worth $2.5 million per coin. At the value of $20,000 and falling, it was just a little short. But more importantly, a crypto brokerage house, Voyager Digital, says that it cannot repay its $350 million loan to Stablecoin. 
the cryptocurrency supposedly tied to the U.S. dollar. As I said last week, stablecoin is the only thing propping up the entire crypto house of cards. If it's truly not stable, then this $2 trillion crash is just a beginning. I post breaking tech news 24-7 at my website. That's commando.com with a K, of course. Summer is starting and prices are rising on just about everything. But when it comes to the cost of your prescriptions, checking GoodRx can help. With GoodRx, you can save a few bucks and maybe put it toward a road trip or a staycation. Something fun to celebrate the season. GoodRx helps you compare prescription prices at local pharmacies and can save you up to 80%. Comparing prices is important because what a lot of people don't realize is that prescription prices can vary from one pharmacy to the next, sometimes by as much as $100. But with GoodRx, you'll have the information you need to help you find the lowest price. GoodRx has saved consumers $40 billion to date and can help you save money too. For simple, smart savings on your prescriptions, check GoodRx. Go to GoodRx.com slash Kim. That's GoodRx.com slash Kim. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance, Medicare and Medicaid. In 2021, GoodRx users saved 81% on retail prescription prices. And Kim Commando with her tech updates for you every weekday morning right here on News Radio WNBF. If you want more Tech information, tune in next hour at 7.53 for ABC's Tech Trends. Today, Derek Dennis will tell us about the crypto smartphone. Stay tuned for that. WNBF News Time, 6.55. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And a decent start to your Tuesday commute. No information suggesting problems for motorists as we get underway on this Tuesday. Of course, later during the day, watch out for those persistent delays on 434, the Vestal Parkway eastbound between Binghamton University and downtown because of the Greenway construction project. You may want to seek alternate routes such as Main Street or Riverside Drive if you're heading east. The forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today, high 74, mainly clear tonight, low 52. Some patchy fog early tomorrow morning. Otherwise, another nice day on tap, mostly sunny. Tomorrow's high 82, sunny Thursday, a bit warmer, high 85, and really warm on Friday. Friday will be mostly sunny, and yeah, as they say, some like it hot. If you like it hot, you'll probably like Friday with a high of 92. Right now in downtown Binghamton, a chilly almost, refreshing, actually, 55 degrees at News Radio for the Twin Tiers and for America. You're listening to First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time, 657. Uh, yeah. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to First News Binghamton on this Tuesday morning, June 28th. Coming up next, ABC News with your national and world update. Then, James Kelly, live in the WNBF News Center with your local and regional report. And then we'll have another hour of First News Binghamton. Remember, our talk show, Binghamton Now, will be on this morning from 8 to 10. A lot to talk about. You'll be able to call in. WNBF News Time. Where news breaks first. 
News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning. It is 7.04 here in Binghamton at WNBF. It's Tuesday, June 28th and 54 degrees. I'm James Kelly. The Binghamton police are investigating a person's death after a body was discovered near the Rock Bottom Dam. City Police Detective Captain Corey Miner on Monday confirmed that a body was found in the area of the dam over the weekend. He said the discovery was reported Saturday evening. Miner declined to provide further information about the case, including how the police were notified. Although the death is under investigation, he indicated there was no immediate indication of foul play. Miner would not say whether police have positively identified the body or whether the person had been reported missing. Prosecutors say a Broome County registered sex offender has been sentenced to state prison for failing to provide a change of address to authorities. According to a news release from the district attorney's office, 32-year-old Kyle Finch of Binghamton pleaded guilty to failure to register as a second offense, which is a felony. Authorities say Finch lived in the city of Binghamton from July 2019 to May 2021 while failing to register his new address with police as required by state law. A Tompkins County man pled guilty on two counts of sexual exploitation of a child. Authorities say Romanu Phillips of Ithaca, New York, faces at least 15 years and up to 60 years imprisonment on the charges after admitting to videotaping two separate incidents and transferring them to his desktop computer, which was later seized by law enforcement. A Troy man pled guilty to illegally possessing a stolen firearm and fentanyl-laced pills. Authorities say Alex Mahoney-Wilkes of Troy, New York, attempted to leave a residence with a stolen pistol and a quantity of fentanyl-laced pills, which he intended to sell. A prior felony conviction prevented Mahoney-Wilkes from legally possessing the pistol, and he faces up to 20 years in prison. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office announced that Zamil Mujanovic of Meredith, New York, was arrested for failing to surrender several long guns to sheriff's deputies in accordance with a family court order of protection. Sheriff's deputies determined that the man was in possession of seven long guns, and he was arrested and charged with criminal contempt in the second degree and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office also announced that last week a Bronx man was arrested for driving while intoxicating after... uh, After deputies responded to a one-car property damage motor vehicle accident in the town of Andes, authorities say Sasha Cadis was arrested and charged with one count of driving while intoxicated and one count of driving with a BAC of .08% or greater, both misdemeanors. He was also issued tickets for failing to keep right, operating a motor vehicle while on a mobile phone, and operating a vehicle without a seatbelt. The Cortland County Sheriff's Office is requesting public assistance in investigating a grand larceny of copper wiring that occurred at the National Grid substation on Route 11 in the town of Cortlandville between June 23rd and June 27th. Anyone who may have information regarding this incident is asked to call 607-758-5583. An Oneonta man was arrested last week in the town of Davenport. Authorities say police responded to a domestic dispute call and determined upon arrival that Sean Parks had an active warrant for his arrest for failure to appear in court to answer a pending charge of petite larceny. Parks was arrested and transported to the Oneonta Police Department. Governor Kathy Hochul announced on Monday that she had appointed Colin Ahern as the first-ever chief cyber officer in New York. Ahern is a leading expert in cybersecurity, cyber resilience, and intelligence with cybersecurity experience in the military, government, and private sector. Governor Hochul also announced a budget investment of $30 million for local governments to acquire and deploy high-quality cybersecurity services. 
Authorities say New York State troopers were able to pull a dog out of a culvert pipe in the town of Conklin. Troopers Jimmy Rassifone and Anna Reynes were sent to check on a report of a canine stuck in a pipe and learned the golden retriever had been missing for several days before being found in an underground spot. The troopers tied a rope to the dog's leash and crawled about 15 feet into the pipe before finding the dog and pulling her to safety. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. News. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. 710. And good morning, drivers. Good morning to pedestrians. Good morning to all. Regardless of how you plan to get where you're going today, roadways are not going to pose a problem, at least not initially. Here in the Twin Tiers, we have no reports of any issues. 17, 81, 86, 88, even those three-digit routes. Yes, I know, 267, 363, 434, and... The mysterious 962J. No problems at all. At this time, if anything pops up, though, we'll let you know. We'll try to keep you out of a jam on this Tuesday. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, high 74. Mainly clear tonight, low 52. Sunny tomorrow, high 82. And then Thursday, sunny, high 85. A big warm-up for Friday, high 92. But that will not constitute a heat wave because... It's just a one-day big warm-up, and then for the weekend, things get back to more pleasant conditions with temperatures right around 80 on Saturday and Sunday. So if you find temperatures in the low 90s not to your liking, at least you likely will have to deal with that only for one day on Friday. And then, as things stand now, the weekend looks fairly pleasant. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. James Kelly is filling in for Kathy White this morning on First News Binghamton. With more information coming up, we'll have a sports report, including some details about a special night coming up at Morabito Stadium. Remember, it was just a week ago. That 75 million people packed into Morabito Stadium. I didn't think they could fit that many people. Okay, it wasn't 75 million. We'll just say a lot of people managed to fit themselves into the stadium for Max Scherzer. Well, Max Scherzer is going to be pitching tonight for the Rumble Ponies, but they'll be on the road. Still, Binghamton fans will have a chance to experience Max Scherzer again uh, at Morabito Stadium. We'll have details on that coming up in a moment. In the sports report also coming up, we'll have some money news. And later this hour, tech trends from ABC. We've got the information you need to start your Tuesday. WNBF News Time, 713. Seven fifteen on First News Binghamton. It's sports time. Now here's the O two to Donaldson. Line bird base hit left field down the line. Going to draw the wall. Two runs have scored. Second and third. Two out. 
A two-run base hit by Donaldson has given the Yankees a 6-5 lead. He had a line drive down the left field line. Remember Judge, game-winning hit the other night? Has the same hit. Hard line drive down the line, and the Yankees have come all the way back to take a 6-5 lead. The wonderfully soothing sound of John Sterling as the New York Yankees beat the Oakland Athletics last night by a score of 9-5 and another massive comeback win. Jordan Montgomery pitched six and two-thirds innings and gave up five runs all in the third inning. The Yankees' offense exploded for six runs in the seventh, including a bases-loaded catcher's interference call for John Carlos Stanton. Josh Donaldson hit a two-run double in the seventh to give the Yankees the lead and the eventual win, and Anthony Rizzo contributed with a home run in the first inning. Aaron Judge, Marwin Gonzalez, and Jose Trevino also chipped in with RBIs, and the recently reacquired Albert Abreu threw two and a third innings of scoreless relief and was rewarded with a win. Twelve members of the Los Angeles Angels and Seattle Mariners received suspensions as a result of a benches-clearing brawl in Sunday's game. Angels manager and former Yankees third base coach Phil Nevin received a 10-game suspension for his role in the brawl, and Jesse Winker, J.P. Crawford, and Julio Rodriguez were among the notable players to receive suspensions. Injured Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon also received a five-game suspension, which will be served when he returns to action next season. The Rumble Ponies are on the road tonight for Max Scherzer's second rehab start with the team, but fans can still watch together at Morabito Stadium's watch party. Gates open at 6.05 for the 7.05 first pitch. And if you can't make it to the stadium, you can listen to the game here on WMBF or on the WMBF app with the pregame starting at 6.50. Scherzer's start last week resulted in a record crowd at Morabito Stadium. Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving announced that he will be opting into his $36.5 million option for next season. Despite rumors that the Los Angeles Lakers had expressed interest in a sign-and-trade, Irving is no longer eligible for a sign-and-trade and will be a member of the Nets next season. Irving played in just 29 regular season games last year due to his COVID-19 vaccination status, but averaged 27.4 points per game. Washington Commander's owner Dan Snyder has reportedly not accepted a subpoena from the U.S. House Oversight Committee, which is investigating claims of a toxic work culture. A spokesperson for Snyder stated that he is not refusing to appear for deposition, but that his attorney will be out of the country on the only date the committee offered for the deposition. And former NFL All-Pro running backs Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have reportedly agreed to contracts for a heavyweight boxing match on July 30th in Los Angeles. Very good. And, um, yeah, if we didn't have to get up so early, I'm sure we would be at the stadium tonight. To, I'd live uh, at the stadium. Yeah. Oh, that would be be so much fun. Yeah. Oh, we know the owner now. That's probably fine. You can set up a little cot sure. for me in the box. Sure. Well, he probably would set up uh, an apartment. You know, the WNBF First News Binghamton apartment, and that way we just have to walk a few blocks in yeah. every morning to get here at about 4 a.m. to make sure we have the freshest news. Yeah, actually it reminds me of a story from a, a couple of years ago of a guy who was living in a stadium in the off season, just like snuck in and was living there for like three months off concession food. I don't. I think it was in Miami. It was somewhere in Florida. Of course, it was a Florida guy, no doubt. We'll have more sports coming up later this hour with James Kelly, WNBF News Time, 719. Join Mark. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 
720 at WNBF. Let's get some money news now from ABC's Jim Ryan. A wobbly trading day ended with stocks lower to start the week. The Dow Jones lost 62 points, landing at 31,438. The S&P finished down three-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite gave up seven-tenths. Staffing shortages and bad weather had U.S. airlines canceling more than 700 flights and delaying hundreds more on Monday. Already today, more than 400 flights have been scrapped, according to FlightAware. A shaky U.S. economy couldn't quell demand for sneakers and sportswear in the fiscal fourth quarter. Nike beat Wall Street's expectations. The company does expect challenges like higher transportation costs and longer shipping times to persist throughout the rest of this year. So if you haven't visited California's Great America Amusement Park, opened in 1976, you have about 11 years to do so. The owners have sold the 112 acres beneath the park to a real estate investment firm, which will close Great America at the end of the current lease. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Wall Street futures now positive. Dow futures up 195 and NASDAQ futures up 65. WNBF News Time, 722. And we're joined now by Karen Sweet O'Neill with a major announcement. Good morning. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> All right. Good now, morning, Bob. That's a big build-up there. I, I did that just I, so people would like, uh-oh, we better pull listen. over because it's a major <laughs> announcement. <laughs> so people will listen. Okay. Exactly. You know how I, I work here. Anyway, ba- basically what this is is, is sort of uh, a preview of what you'll be discussing tomorrow in your regular Wednesday segment. Correct, and it is pretty big news. It's um, potentially about the Social Security bill that's going to give seniors, people that are on Social Security, an extra $2,400 a year in their uh, check or deposit, however you receive it. So, you know, with Social Security, Bob, recipients being hit hard by inflation, like everybody else, it kind of outpaced the increases that they gained in their benefits this year. So some lawmakers have a plan to boost that Social Security payment by about $200 a month. So that's pretty significant. You know, and the thing is, is that Social Security recipients receive one cost of living adjustment, or they, they call it, refer to it as COLA each year, and that's based on inflation and it's supposed to keep their benefits in line with, you know, the rising prices. But <laughs> with the rising prices of this year, it kind of overtook that 5.9% COLA increase, and the inflation is at 86 So we're going to talk about what some of those changes in the bill that has been proposed will create for people that are on Social Security and how we're going to pay for it, which is always an important thing that I think some people forget about. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. All right. So that'll be tomorrow at about 7.20 on this station? If that's, <laughs> that's the only one we know, right, Bob? It's the only one that counts, WNBF, right. 1290 AM, 92.1 FM, and, of course, streaming live to a grateful world, WNBF.com. That's the station I believe in. Well, very good. And if they would like to uh, get a hold of us, any of your listeners, they can call us at 772-4898. They can Google us at KSO Insurance. All of our contact information comes up. 
or simply go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages, and we're up on the parkway, 1708 Vestal Parkway East, up above Plato's Closet in Style Encore. Karen Sweet O'Neill, Karen Sweet O'Neill Insurance Solutions. Thank you so much. I'll be tuned in tomorrow around 720 for more important information. Very good. Hey, Bob, have a great day. You as well. Thank you. Thanks. 725, let's take a look at the roads and the weather. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. We have no reports of any unexpected road problems, of course. After nine or ten months, you you know that Shenango Street still is closed between Bevere and Frederick because of the sinking bridge saga, the Interstate 81 bridge that eventually may be fixed. We'll keep you posted when the good news reaches us that the street is reopened so the north side can be once again reunited. Meantime, follow the posted detour. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, high 74, mainly clear tonight, low 52, sunny tomorrow, high 82, and sunny Thursday, high 85. Right now it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. Coming up, we'll have some entertainment news from ABC's Jason Nathanson. Entertainment News. True crime podcast fans, it's your lucky day. Only Murders in the Building is back today for season two. Someone's trying to frame this. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez once again on the case. And the season starts with their characters being interrogated by police. So I asked in real life, who would be the first to flip on the no, As soon as I saw the police coming toward me, I'd go, Marty Short. <laughs> the first two episodes of season two of Only Murders in the Building are out now on Hulu. The music charts dripping with Drake. Gotta throw a party for my day one. Rules Billboard's album and single charts. His album, Honestly Nevermind, debuts atop the Billboard 200, his 11th number one album. And the song Jimmy Cooks tops the Billboard Hot 100, also his 11th number one. He's the first solo male star to simultaneously debut atop both charts twice. HBO says filming is underway on season four of Succession, but don't expect to see it until next year. And Oscar-winning actress Kathy Bates is 74 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WNBF News Time 729. We'll have WNBF News with James Kelly in one minute. First. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning. It is 7.30 on this Tuesday, June 28th. You're listening to WNBF. I'm James Kelly. Binghamton police are investigating a person's death after a body was discovered near the Rock Bottom Dam. City Police Detective Captain Corey Miner on Monday confirmed that a body was found in the area of the dam over the weekend. He said the discovery was reported Saturday evening. Miner declined to provide further information about the case, including how police were notified. Although the death is under investigation, he indicated there was no immediate indication of foul play, and Miner would not say whether police have positively identified the body or whether the person had been reported missing. 
Prosecutors say a Broome County registered sex offender has been sentenced to state prison for failing to provide a change of address to authorities. According to a news release from the district attorney's office, 32-year-old Kyle Finch of Binghamton pleaded guilty to failure to register as a second offense, which is a felony. Authorities say Finch lived in the city of Binghamton from July 2019 to May 2021 while failing to register his new address with police as required by state law. A Tompkins County man pled guilty on two counts of sexual exploitation of a child. Authorities say Romanu Phillips of Ithaca, New York, faces at least 15 years and up to 60 years imprisonment on the charges after admitting to videotaping two separate incidents and transferring them to his desktop computer, which was later seized by law enforcement. A Troy man pled guilty to illegally possessing a stolen firearm and fentanyl-laced pills. Authorities say Alex Mahoney-Wilkes of Troy, New York, attempted to leave a residence with a stolen pistol and a quantity of fentanyl-laced pills which he intended to sell. A prior felony conviction prevented Mahoney-Wilkes from legally possessing the pistol, and he faces up to 20 years in prison. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office announced that... Zizil Mujanovic of Meredith, New York, was arrested for failing to surrender several long guns to sheriff's deputies in accordance with the family court order of protection. Sheriff's deputies determined that Mujanovic was in possession of seven long guns, and he was arrested for a charge with criminal contempt in the second degree and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office also announced that last week a Bronx man was arrested for driving while intoxicated after deputies responded to a one-car property damage motor vehicle accident in the town of Andes. Authorities say Sasha Katos was arrested and charged with one count of driving while intoxicated and one count of driving with a BAC of .08% or greater, both misdemeanors. He was also issued tickets for failing to keep right and operating a motor vehicle while on a mobile phone and operating a vehicle while wearing a seatbelt. The Cortland County Sheriff's Office is requesting public assistance in the investigation of a grand larceny of copper wiring that occurred at the National Grid substation on Route 11 in the town of Cortlandville between June 23rd and June 27th. Anyone who may have information regarding this incident is asked to call 607-758-5583. An Oneonta man was arrested last week in the town of Davenport. Authorities say police responded to a domestic dispute call and determined upon arrival that Sean Parks had an active warrant for his arrest for failure to appear in court to answer a pending charge of petite larceny. Parks was arrested and transported to the Oneonta Police Department. Governor Kathy Hochul announced on Monday that she had appointed Colin Ahern as the first-ever chief cyber officer in New York. Ahern is a leading expert in cybersecurity, cyber resilience, and intelligence, with cybersecurity experience in the military, government, and private sector. Governor Hochul also announced a budget investment of $30 million for local governments to acquire and deploy high-quality cybersecurity services. Authorities say New York State troopers were able to pull a dog out of a culvert pipe in the town of Conklin. Troopers Jimmy Rassifone and Anna Reynes were sent to check on the report of a canine stuck in a pipe and learned the golden retriever had been missing for several days before being found in an underground spot. The troopers tied a rope to the dog's leash and crawled about 15 feet into the pipe before finding the dog and pulling her to safety. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. It's time. WMBF. 
7.36 at News Radio WNBF, WNBF.com. Good morning. Bob Joseph here for you, along with James Kelly. He's in this morning for Kathy White with all the information you need. First News Binghamton provides you with the essential briefing before you head out of the house. It's always important to know what's been going on while you were sleeping, not just in your neighborhood, but around New York and Pennsylvania, around the nation and around the world. And we bring that information to you Monday through Friday with First News Binghamton. And also, of course, we continue with more information on our live local talk program every morning, Binghamton Now. And you can tune in for that starting in just over 30 minutes. Today we'll have ample opportunity for you to call and talk about all sorts of things. You can talk about primaries. Today is primary day. I know some people already have voted. Some people voted during the early voting opportunities over the past week and a half, and some people will uh, wait to actually go to the polls today. If you want to talk about primary elections here in the southern tier or across New York State, we can talk about that. Polls in New York State will be open till 9 o'clock tonight. So whatever you'd like to discuss, I am willing to have a conversation with you today from 8 to 10. On Binghamton now here on News Radio, WNBF News Time seven thirty eight. By the way, polling places have been consolidated in Broome County. They're trying to uh, save a little money, so before you head to the polls today, if you plan on voting in the primary elections, take a look at the actual Broome County polling place sites. It's on WNBF.com. Look for the primary story, and then we have a link to the consolidated polling sites. Be able to find out where you can vote today. WNBF News Time, 739. Farmer Brown. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 740 on your Tuesday morning, and no reports of any major traffic problems in Broome, Tioga, or surrounding counties. If you do see a traffic issue that we're not currently reporting, I encourage you to let us know. If you see something, say something. Call us on the WNBF traffic tip line, 607-772-1290. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, high 74, mainly clear tonight, low 52, some patchy fog early tomorrow morning. Otherwise, mostly sunny, high 82, then sunny Thursday, high 85. The extended outlook looking ahead, the end of the week and the weekend. Friday, sunny and hot, high 92. Saturday, not quite as hot, mostly cloudy with showers and maybe a few thunderstorms in the afternoon. The high Saturday, 81. Sunday, at this moment, appears to be a very nice summer day. Mostly sunny skies and the high 80. Right now, it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio WNBF News Time 741. It will be time for a surprise hearing. Yes, it's not a total surprise because now they've told us they're going to hold a surprise hearing 
The House Select Committee investigating January 6, 2021, the insurrection, what happened that day and what happened before that day. The uh, committee was not planning to hold any hearings this week, and then they put out the word late Monday afternoon that they will hold a pop hearing, I guess pop-up hearing, surprise hearing uh, today, and the word is Cassidy Hutchinson, who was a top aide to Mark Meadows when he was the chief of staff in the Trump administration. Cassidy Hutchinson is expected to testify this afternoon. Now, we're told that this surprise hearing will start at 1 p.m. So if you enjoy surprises, well, prepare for possible surprises. The committee won't tell us what the big surprise will be. The committee said it will present recently obtained evidence and receive witness testimony. So the appearance by Cassidy Hutchinson was confirmed by a person involved with the investigation who spoke to the Washington Post on the condition of anonymity to discuss a development not yet publicly announced. In other words, one of those fascinating unnamed sources. So stay tuned, see what Cassidy Hutchinson has to say, what she can add to the mix at today's surprise hearing. In Washington, D.C. WNBF News Time, 743. You're listening to First News Binghamton. Join Mark. WNBF. 745 at WNBF. It's sports time with James Kelly. The New York Yankees beat the Oakland Athletics last night by a score of 9-5 to in another massive comeback win. Jordan Montgomery pitched six and two-thirds innings and gave up five runs all in the third inning. The Yankees' offense exploded for six runs in the seventh inning, including a, ba- a bases-loaded catcher's interference call for Giancarlo Stanton. Josh Donaldson hit a two-run double in the seventh to give the Yankees the lead and the eventual win, and Anthony Rizzo contributed with a home run in the first inning. Aaron Judge, Marwin Gonzalez, and Jose Trevino all had RBIs, and the recently reacquired Albert Abreu threw two and a third innings of scoreless relief and was rewarded with a win. Twelve members of the Los Angeles Angels and Seattle Mariners received suspensions as a result of a benches-clearing brawl in Sunday's game. Angels manager and former Yankees third base coach Phil Nevin received a 10-game suspension for his role in the brawl, and Jesse Winker, J.P. Crawford, and Julio Rodriguez were among the notable players to receive suspensions. Injured Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon also received a five-game suspension, which will be served when he returns to action next season. The Rumble Ponies are on the road tonight for Max Scherzer's second rehab start with the team, but fans can still watch together at Morabito Stadium's watch party. Gates open at 6.05 for the 7.05 first pitch, and if you can't make it to the stadium, you can listen to the game here on WMBF or on the WMBF app with the pregame starting at 6.50. Scherzer's start last week resulted in a record crowd at Morabito Stadium. The Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving announced that he will be opting into his $36.5 million option for next season. Despite rumors that the Los Angeles Lakers had expressed interest in a sign-and-trade, Irving is no longer eligible for a sign-and-trade and will be a member of the Nets next season. Irving played in just 29 regular season games last year due to his COVID-19 vaccination status, but averaged 27.4 points per game. 
Washington Commander's owner Dan Snyder has reportedly not accepted a subpoena from the U.S. House Oversight Committee, which is investigating claims of a toxic work culture. A spokesperson for Snyder stated that he is not refusing to appear for the deposition, but that his attorney will be out of the country on the only date the committee offered for the deposition. And former NFL All-Pro running backs Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have reportedly agreed to contracts for a heavyweight boxing match on July 30th in Los Angeles. Well, speaking of the NFL, Deshaun Watson's legal team is going to take on the National Football League today in front of a retired judge to determine his immediate future with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, The former U.S. District Judge Sue Robinson is going to hold a hearing to determine whether Mr. Watson violated the NFL's personal conduct policy and whether to impose discipline. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a three-time Pro Bowl quarterback. He agreed to settle 20 of 24 civil lawsuits for sexual misconduct, but he still is facing a significant penalty. Apparently, the NFL is seeking a lengthy suspension for Watson. And what a what a sad mess that is. It's It's very disturbing. New York Times has been doing some reporting about the allegations surrounding Deshaun Watson. They're a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, dozens. Dozens and dozens. And, you know, it's... And some of the stuff that they say he is uh, is said to have done, I, I mean, I wouldn't expect this from somebody uh, in the National Football League, or for that matter, anyone. And then dozens of cases. I mean, they've been investigating him... For, for well over a year. It makes you wonder, anyway, who is running the Cleveland Browns and actually why the NFL hasn't been able to uh, get a handle on some cases like this. I mean, yeah. Deshaun Watson's not the only one, but looks like his case may, may qualify as one of the most egregious, most notorious cases. So yeah. we'll see what it's, happens. It's crazy that the Browns got him, too. So they, they actively went out and got him. I mean, the Texans already had him. He was right. just on the team and you know, after leaving Houston, Cleveland actively went out and got him after all of these allegations had already come out. See, that's that's the thing that mystifies me. I I just thought people who own professional sports teams would exercise greater discretion. Doubtful. I mean, I know they want to win. Hey, we all want to win, but don't we have to have some limitations on the things we do? Shouldn't be to win at all costs. Well, we we should. Oh, okay. Yeah, in a good world, we should, but they don't. All right. All right. Well, thanks for the guidance, James Kelly. (laughs) It's sports. Thank you, sir. Uh, And we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. I don't don't know what, personally, well, I won't give my opinion. Nobody wants my opinion. Is that true, James Kelly? I I know a few people who don't want your opinion. They say. So they say. Mm. When, in fact... Yeah, they're going to be calling in in about half an hour. Sure. In fact, they tune in for my opinion. That's the only thing they really want. Well, they they tune in to tell you that they don't want to hear your opinion. Oh, yeah. And then they tune in tomorrow to hear more of the opinions they don't want to hear. Exactly. That's coming up in about 20 minutes with Binghamton Now, right here on your favorite radio station, live and local, WNBF, 1290 AM, 92.1 FM, and streaming live at WNBF.com. WNBF News Time, 751. News Radio, 1290, WNBF. 752, First News Binghamton with Money News. Wall Street 
futures are looking positive, actually fairly good at this moment. Dow futures up 202. NASDAQ futures up 60. Global stocks mostly higher after a wobbly day Monday. On Wall Street, the market's cooled off following a rare winning week. Oil prices extended gains. The... uh, Average U.S. price of regular grade gasoline fell by four cents over the past two weeks to 5.05 a gallon. Analyst Trilby Lundberg says it's the first drop in nine weeks. She says oil prices fell sharply amid deepening global inflation fears, and she also expects further drops. The head of the European Central Bank says it will move gradually to combat soaring consumer prices with interest rate hikes in July and September, but will keep its options open to stamp out inflation if it surges faster than expected. That's the latest money news for you on News Radio WNBF News Time, 7.53. Time now for Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. Solana is currently the ninth biggest cryptocurrency on the market, and now its developers are showing off the Saga, a new Android smartphone. That's everything you'd expect from a smartphone that costs $1,000. Calvin Vonked is a features writer for Android Authority. He says the Saga comes preloaded with crypto apps to be used as wallets and marketplaces, which isn't a totally new idea. You could download uh, a software wallet on just about any Android phone. It wouldn't provide the kind of isolation, but it would functionally be the same thing. The Solana blockchain has also endured a number of outages and software glitches amid a larger crypto downturn. Still, Vonkid says Solana is hoping the phone opens up the world of crypto to a new audience. So it hopes that a smartphone that is compelling in general would also drive people towards the pre-installed Web3 applications on this smartphone. Solana says the saga goes on sale next year. With Tech Trends, I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. You're able to hear the Tech Trends updates every weekday from ABC at this time. And if you're with us earlier in our first hour of First News Binghamton, be sure to catch Kim Commando with her daily tech updates at 6.53. WNBF News Time, 7.54. Turn your... Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 755 and no reports of any major crashes or unanticipated delays on area roadways. We'll do our best to keep you out of a jam throughout this Tuesday. If we find out about travel related issues in the region, I'll let you know right here on WNBF 1290 AM and 92.1 FM as well as online at WNBF.com. Forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny today, high 74, mainly clear tonight, low 52, sunny tomorrow, high 82, then sunny and warmer Thursday, high 85. Right now, it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio. WNBF News Time, 756. ABC News coming up. At the top of the hour, including a tragedy in Texas. Dozens of people have died. The bodies were found in the back of uh, a truck, a trailer. They apparently were being illegally brought into the United States. The investigation is underway in the San Antonio area. That's coming up from ABC and then the local report from the WNBF News Center. It's Tuesday. 
We're exactly one week into summer. Have you bought your summer vehicle yet? If you're going to be doing some summertime traveling, whether it's just around the region, maybe around New York and Pennsylvania, or maybe you've got some more extensive travel planned, now would be a great time to get a new car or a late model used vehicle from Miller Motors at 4455 Vestal Parkway East. The Miller Auto Team is ready, willing, and able to serve you. So if you're looking for a new Honda or Hyundai, they can explain the options. Yes, there's still some challenges. Supply challenges are an issue, but the professionals at Miller Motors can help find a vehicle that's suitable for you and for your family. If you're looking for a used vehicle, a previously owned vehicle, you can stop in at Miller Motors on the Parkway right across from Binghamton University and chat with their fine staff, or you can take a look at the used vehicle inventory online at MillerAutoTeam.com. Check it out right now, MillerAutoTeam.com. With plenty of featured vehicles, you'll find something that's suitable for you. The Miller Auto Team, serving you today from 9 to 6 on the Parkway. 7.58 at WNBF and WNBF.com. It seems hard for me to believe, but the iPhone is turning 15. The iPhone was introduced 15 years ago tomorrow, June 29th, 2007, is when they put the first iPhone on sale. And things have certainly changed, thanks to the iPhone, over the past decade and a half. What would we do without it? WNBF News Time, 758. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. I'm Bob Joseph. That officially wraps up First News Binghamton. But don't touch that dial because there's still more news and information ahead from ABC and then the local report with James Kelly. And then stay tuned for the Tuesday edition of Binghamton Now, your live local talk program. It's going to be an interesting morning. WNBF News Time, 8 o'clock.